Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we have some more Pioneer. We have a little bit of finance stuff. A little bit of mishmash everything. Mishmash, yeah. It's a weird week. I think we're both in a weird spot with magic right now. Yeah, a little disheartened. It's been uh, a month, at least, since a constructed event fired at our store. Maybe longer. Yeah, certainly not ideal. Not ideal, yeah. So if you would like to tweet us cool pictures of your uh, LGS firing events, yeah, send them to us at Casual Tripod. Yep, if you want to hit us up on Facebook, it's Casual Tryhard MTG. You can shoot us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, make sure if you guys are looking for any sweet singles from the new set or otherwise, uh, use our affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. We'll get a little cut of whatever you spend. Help us out. Speaking of helping us out, Patreon's up and running. Yeah. Hop in there if you want to throw us a couple bucks, keep the lights on, pay for our hosting fees, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, much appreciated. Yep. Uh, we are got some plans for some Patreon-exclusive content. There we go. We'll keep you posted. We'll figure something out. I'll leave out. it at that right now. We, we have an idea, but uh need some people to make content for first. So Yes. So uh, it says here, what happened over the weekend? Yeah, what happened? The first thing is I turned 40. Congratulations. You made it. I did. I did. I guess I'm halfway through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look at That's it. You're halfway there. It. Halfway there. <laughs> so for my birthday, James got the casual tryhard uh, MTG... Uh, magic online account yep uh and got a uh got me a a one month subscription to mana traders there you go check it out learn how much you hate the client yeah i've not (laughs) i've not played magic on never played magic online i have decks built in mtgo traders uh we have a green black depths featuring uh once upon a time all right yeah too spicy one of creatures to hit in the main board with it (laughs) a rex age and a uh Ramanab Excavator. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, Crucible of Worlds that you can get with your Once Upon a Time. Very nice. A+. plus. So we're going to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But in addition to me uh, making uh, one more revolution around the sun. That's right. There was a third PT Woo-hoo! in two weeks. So much coverage. So much coverage. So, so many top eights. Yep. Also at this PT, there was a GP. There was. And we had SCG Philly, another team event. Yeah. So we're going to go over some results. The I think the takeaway from the PT and the GP is that um, Choked Estuary is a playable magic card if it's if it's beside Inverter of Truth and Thassa's Oracle. True. I guess the, the PT was won by Blue Black Inverter by mm-hmm. Corey Burkhart. Yep. Uh, who cut red from his traditional Grixis decks <laughs> to play only blue and black cards. And he was the only Demir inverter in the top eight of in the top PT. In top eight, yep. Yeah, it was actually kind of a diverse top eight. It was. There were like five different archetypes or something. Yeah. I wanted to look a little bit deeper because of what happened in the GP. Right. But so for the PT, a quarter of the seven point seven win or better decks. Yep, so 21 pointers. Uh, they said it was 23 points or better is how they had it on the, on the wizard site. Seven wins is 21 points. So. Yeah, I don't know why it was that way. Maybe it's hmm. 21. It was weird. Okay. But the good decks, Yep. three out of the 12 of them were uh, inverter. Okay. And then you also have here four out of the 12 were Lotus Breach. Yeah, so Lotus Breach was 
all the rage. Yeah, kind of the talk of the tournament. Just like Inverter was last week. It was yeah, Lotus Breach. It was week. Lotus Breach, and it was kind of the list that we talked about last week where I said I wouldn't have been on that particular build. Right. That particular build was apparently what to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Team Channel Fireball people yeah. were pretty much all on that deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in day one, it won like 65 or 70% of its matches. Well, that's pretty good. So there were four of the 12... Uh, seven win or better decks were Lotus Breach. Mm-hmm. And then you had the 18-point decks. Mm-hmm. So six wins or better. Or six wins. Yep. 18 of the 36 were Inverter. Or sorry, 18 of the 63. 63, yep. Literacy is hard. I'm 40 now. <clears throat> Things don't work. That's right. Like mouths and Mine's eyes. the first to go, right? It's, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And then 13 of the 63 were Lotus Breach. Yep. So it's a pretty staggering number. Yeah, it's basically from these numbers, it's like this was a two deck tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's half the field of decks that got six wins. Yes. Yeah. Six wins are better. Like if you add everything together, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it is over half of them. Yeah. And then you had, so I looked at like the, like you have the conversion, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to look at like what percentage of the decks. Went from what the what the meta game share was right. day one to day two. Yeah, right. So inverter was twenty percent of the day one meta game. Okay, and so you would think if it just did okay, it should be about twenty percent of the day two meta game. Right. It was twenty four percent. So, so it, it went up. It went up substantially. Yep. And then it was twenty eight percent of all the six plus win decks. So if you added the 18 point decks and the 21 point decks. Yeah. It was 28% of them. That's so crazy. it was overrepresented in day two based on what it came in with. Right. And overrepresented in the top finishing decks. Yeah. And then you looked at Lotus field. It was 9% of day one. Mm-hmm. And then it was 15% of day two. So it almost doubled its metagame share day one to day two. That's impressive. Not too many decks can do that. No. And then it was 23% of all the six plus win decks. So, like we said, it was a, it was those two decks were over half the yeah the field, and now Lotus Field. It could be that you had players like LSV and William Huey Jensen and Matt Nass yeah playing it, so you had better players. Mm-hmm. There on was that also deck. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure the reasoning. I haven't that's certainly not a James deck, so I haven't thought about it a whole lot lot or put you know much effort into finding out why. I did notice on coverage a few times they mentioned that they clarified that this was a good deck for this weekend, not yeah. necessarily like in general. And I had seen some posts on social media from pros like reiterating that, that it was a good deck for this weekend. Now, I'm not sure why it was so good this weekend. I don't know if it was just that the the thought, I think that like maybe blue-white wasn't going to be good. Yeah, I mean, or just, like, less graveyard hate in general. Yeah, because, like, the graveyard hate doesn't do anything against Inverter, so you're doing other things against Inverter. Yeah. But I think there is some overlap if your, like, answer to Inverter is, like, a cranial extraction type effect. Yeah, that's also very good against Lotus Field. Which, I mean, the Lotus Field players were... Their win condition was effectively Fey of Wishes, Mm. wishing for a Jace. Yeah. But they kept one Thassa's Oracle in their main deck. So if they did get extracted, mm-hmm. they had still had their a win condition in the deck. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know what the reasoning was for it being good this week, but everyone was talking about it being a good choice for this week. Yeah. So I think it was... I don't know what his matchup against Inverter is. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. So that might have been part of it, as they expected a ton of Inverter. Maybe. And it has a pretty good matchup against Inverter. Because I know Corey Burkhart had mentioned that he thought his the choices he made in his deck in Cyborg made him better set up to play against Lotus Field okay. uh, than a lot of the other Inverter decks. So I don't think it's a positive matchup for Inverter. Could be. Because it's one of those things that I think... You can go off on turn five yeah. with Inverter. Go off, you know, whatever, win the game. Uh, and I think Lotus Field can maybe do it a turn earlier, mm-hmm. especially if they get like an Arboreal Grazer draw. Yeah. You just die. So it might just be that Lotus Field's a turn faster than you and is resilient to your main form of, form of interaction. Mm-hmm. They can win through a Thought Seize or two. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't thought seize the Lotus Field and nothing else super matters. Yeah, like once they get a Lotus Field out, right, like you thought seize the Hidden Strings and they draw yeah. the Underworld Breach and yeah. they just go off. Or you thought seize their Underworld Breach, but then the deck sees like seven cards the next turn and finds another one. Yeah. And then you just, all your, your interaction gets undone pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about uh, some more results, and then we'll try and draw some conclusions? Sure. So uh, there was also a GP at there Phoenix. Was. The only data I could find was for the top eight. Yeah, I, I, I looked and looked, and I could yeah. not find the top 32 deck list. Yeah, I couldn't either. So in the top eight of the GP, uh, five of the top eight were inverter lists. We also had two Bant Spirits lists and a Mono Red Eldrazi list. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Mono red list. It looked like it was just mono red and had um, Eldrazi Obligator. Eldrazi Obligator in the main yeah. deck, and then got uh, <clears throat> chunkier. Yeah. By having like thought not seers in the board, mm-hmm. but those were like the only Eldrazi I saw. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know the the threatened guy. Yeah. Which I guess like just swings a game. I guess that's kind of a you well, play your inverter and then you get yeah. your inverter stolen and smashed with it. Exactly. Either I've been there. Inverter or Uro. Oh god. Like the format's all six sixes right now. Yeah. So if your game plan is to spend was it four mana or whatever and play a hasty three one and steal their big thing and crack them with it. Yeah, like, like that's a pretty good game plan. Yeah, you go like one, two, three and then effectively Swing for nine yeah. with your with your uh, four drop. Right, that's probably good enough. Yeah, yeah. I so Mono so. Red ended up winning mm-hmm. that event, beating yep. Inverter in the finals. Yep, I didn't actually watch any of that. Yeah, I I just saw like the coverage photos afterwards. Okay, I'm like ninety five ish percent sure. That the guy who lost in the finals is uh, the Death and Taxes player I beat today too. Uh, oh, really? In Atlanta, I was like, <laughs> I know that guy, and I was like, Wait, is that? I didn't go look at his name again, yeah. but I was like, I think this is the same guy. And then uh, we had a couple pioneer results from SCG Philly, also. Yeah, Philly was a team event, so we had two spirits lists. It was uh, like three. Oh yeah, three, three spirits lists. Um, Assault Eye Delirium list. Uh, mono black list, uh, mono red list, blue white control list, and an inverter list. 
So this one looks significantly different than the PT and the GP. Yes. Um, a lot more spirits represented, a lot less of everything else. No Lotus Breach. Yeah. I know that Spirits has a good matchup or is perceived to have a good matchup mm-hmm. against Inverter. Yeah. Because you have just enough disruption between Mausoleum Wanderer and Spellqueller. Yeah. That you can like just keep them off of the combo and then And you, you can apply pressure. Yeah, you put enough fly, you put enough flying damage in the air yeah. that they, you know, they get don't have time to like recover from get my thing spell quellered right. and then take a bunch of damage. They're just dead at that point. Mm-hmm. So that has a reasonable matchup there. So I could see like if there are a bunch of people on spirits, yeah, then that being an issue. And with the PT starting the day before mm-hmm. this started, you could see people moving to something they thought had a good matchup against inverter after you've seen a whole bunch of inverter. Well, inverter and Lotus Breach, right? Oh, yeah, if yeah. there's, and Spirits might be kind of the deck that foils both check. of them. Yeah, could be right because Mausoleum Wanderer is gonna it's gonna eat a hidden strings or something out of uh, Lotus Breach. Lotus Breach, and all their spells cost less, cost four or less. Mm-hmm. You pay your four mana to cast Granted. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you get it spell quellered. Yeah, that's rough. And then the the game just probably ends. Yeah. So it might have just been that like Spirits was overrepresented because it was a could be a good matchup. Also, keep in mind that this was a team event. Yeah. So, like the top eight. Not to say the data doesn't matter, but it's a little skewed. It, it's hard harder to draw conclusions from it. Dear God, I look the the standard. Uh, yeah. Just all over the place in terms of like it's yeah blue white. We're going to turn fifty. It's team wreck. We're going to like turn fifty maybe. Yeah. And then mono red, two mono reds. <laughs> so that is an interesting breakdown. Yeah. Do you want to? Uh, we'll talk about standard and modern in a second. Okay. But do you want to try and draw some conclusions sure. out of these pioneer results? Sure. I think that blue black inverter is good. Mm-hmm. I think we're both on the. It probably doesn't need to be banned because. It's only been around for like three weeks. Yeah, if that. If that. Corey Burkhart said, I've been playing this deck for three weeks. And I was like, it's been around for three weeks? Yeah. He's part of the Magic <laughs> Mafia. And he gets a deck, a deck list a week before all of us. But I don't... That being said, they have just like snap ban stuffed. Ban stuff. Yeah, but I think we're past that. I think we're past snap banning. I hope we are. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure like in that last ban announcement, they said... You know, we're moving, we're going to move this to a regular BNR schedule now. No, 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 they, it's the pioneer bands are no longer separate. They're rolled in with the bands for all the other formats now, Yeah, but they no longer have a regular BNR schedule. They oh. could just any Monday, they can just say, they oh, could today's just, the day. yeah, go to Olive Garden and be like, <laughs> have a long lunch, have a long lunch, get some like uh, breadsticks and then be like, you know what? Take your time's got to go. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's moved into the regular okay. bannings of everything else, so it's not its own thing. Because remember how they would well, do right, like... But th- that kind of means that it's not going to be like on the fly whenever they feel like it, right? No, but they moved all the other ones to on the fly whenever we feel like it. It's just now any Monday. Yeah, I, right. But like 
previous to that, they had said that we're going to be banning like aggressive and often. Yeah. I, I feel like when I read this announcement, the policy is changing from aggressive and often to a normal BNR announcement. No, they yeah. have also changed what a normal BNR announcement is, but I, I got the impression that it was not aggressive and often anymore. Okay. I, I don't know if I got that same impression, okay. but I would prefer that. I would prefer to get back to like letting the format sort itself out mm-hmm. because a month ago, if like two decks made like <laughs> the top eight of a mox, that yeah. deck had to die. Right. But yeah. I hope that they give it time to like sort out mm-hmm. because. Well, I certainly feel that both of these decks are beatable. Yeah, I think that they both are. I think Lotus Breach is very beatable, mm-hmm. and I think Inverter is beatable. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason Lotus Breach had such a high win rate is because it was William Huey Jensen, Matt Nass. LSV. LSV. It was like that whole crew yeah. were playing this deck. Yeah. And so, you know, if you know, 10 of them all decide on this deck. Yeah. And then they all 10 day two. It does something to the numbers for yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it does skew the numbers pretty far. Yeah. And I think that we still have, we have these decks happening. Mm-hmm. But then kind of the core of Pioneer that we saw from the beginning. Yeah which is just low to the ground aggressive stuff mm-hmm. is still the thing to do. We have kind of like moved into like the modern portion of pioneer <laughs> where it's just like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go one drop, one drop, one drop, kill you. Yeah. And w- what if I kill your one of your one drops? Well, then I'm boned. Cause that was my <laughs> only plan was to just go hard and go to kill you. Right. And, I think that is kind of where we are now is just everyone's playing these like linear aggressive decks. Mm -hmm. And I see that like staying around. I don't know. I'm kind of a big fan of that uh, Swedish Sultai list. Fair. I I think that deck is is not a combo list or an aggressive list. (laughs) Yeah. But like if that is the format's Jund. Yeah. Right. Great. But is how does it like it doesn't have all the same tools. Correct. Right, it's going to have more holes, yeah, and it's going to be harder to like tune your list to beat like mono red, yeah, and then also have like the right interaction against combo, combo, yeah. Because I mean, it's good, but like some of the aggressive decks, I think, are like not on a modern power level, but on like a modern clock, yeah, right, like mono red. I got 18 on turn like four or five. Yeah, that was crazy. Right? I was like, I'm fine. I'm dead. <laughs> right? So you have you have that where you still have these decks that are like turn four, turn five goldfish mm-hmm. in Pioneer. And like Uro is sweet and all, but like if your turn four is I'll play a 6-6 six, six, and then they Eldrazi the Obligator it. <laughs> Beat you over the head with it, draw like, a card, gain three life, put yeah. a land into play. And then you're like, oh... I guess I die. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah, but it's we are like super aggressive mm-hmm. and then kind of combo-y and there's not a lot of control. No, hardly any. Like everyone, like LSV was for like a week, I'm going to play blue-white. Yeah, he was really high on it. And then the number of tweets I saw leading up to Phoenix that were just like, 
Blue white is an awful choice. <laughs> blue white is hot garbage. No one should play blue white. Yeah. And then all I see was like, off it. I'm playing Lotus Field. And it was like he was still on blue white. And then he like looked around and like nine of his teammates were on Lotus Field. And he was like, I'm going to play Azorius Charm. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I should probably not play Azorius over Charm. here by myself yeah. playing my Azorius Charms. Yeah. I don't know if. Like where Pioneer like settles out. Like mm-hmm. I like the idea of Pioneer as like the place where you played like your old standard deck where right. you like played some mid rangey stuff, but it seems like it's just turning into like modern without storm. <laughs> I mean that's fine. I really don't like storm, so Well I'm not just saying like like modern without like yeah, let's no, say Storm and mean. Tron. Yeah. Right? Without like kind of the, the broken Well I don't things. know, man. Lotus Breach is kind of Tron. Lotus Breach is kind of Tron. Fair. Uh, I guess it's just, you just have Urza's Tower. Right. You just get Urza's Tower. Yeah, just the tower. That always taps for three. And it's colored. Yeah. It just seems like you're like, it's just that super linear style. Yeah. That like people liked slash tolerated in modern. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of where Pioneer is. Yeah. Right. Like, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, Burn's just always a deck you can play in Pioneer. And it's always a deck you can play in Modern. That's what I mean. It's just going to, like, be, like, that's going to be, like, the the part of the format. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if Swedish Sultai is going to be, like, always part of the format. Yeah. I would like it to be. Me too. My my foil Uros would like to be used. (laughs) But, like, I don't, again, we'll talk about why I'm owning paper cards. (laughs) Yeah. Asking the real questions. Yeah, so we have a lot of results over the last, like, three, Mm -hmm. uh, or last two weekends, really. Two weekends, yep. Yeah, so if if you just count, like, premier-level, like, Wizards events that we have data for. Right. Right, it was, Inverter was, I did the math before, 12 of the 36, or 32 possible so uh, a third. Top eight more than a decks. third. Yeah, more than a third of them. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, mm, are they going to like ban it? I don't know, man. I don't want them to. I'm pretty sure that we're both in the same boat and we don't think a ban is quite necessary yet. But you're right. Like they have certainly banned more cards for worse reasons. <laughs> for, for less. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no reason to play any other blue and black cards, so we need some competitive diversity. (laughs) And I'm like, no, stop it. All right. So that's Pioneer, kind of where it was before. Kind of, sort of. Lotus Breach popped up. That was like the new hotness. Yep. And then pretty much everything else was the same old, same old. Yep. So we'll see if Lotus Breach sticks around. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're happy that deck's playable, right? Yeah. I've got it all like it's in... Perfect fits. I just need to like put it in like regular sleeves now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I put together a version of it and I was like, why am I doing this? Because there's just going to be Lotus Breach in a week. <laughs> I mean, there's just going to be like Underworld Breach. Like, why don't they even sleeve this up? So yeah. now the Underworld Breaches are in there and I don't have to do any work. I just copy LSV's list and call it good. Yep. All right. So standard time. Standard time. So the standard stuff that we have is from the team open. Yep. Which I think we've talked about, like, sometimes you have to take these results with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I think these results can be taken with a grain of salt. So it was, like we said, three blue whites, three team erects. Two mono reds. Two mono reds. 
I don't know what's in these Team of Reckless that wasn't in them before. Uh, Thassa's Intervention. Thassa's Intervention, that's yeah. the that's the big thing. Yep. That card's very good. Yep. Well, it kind of it does both things that you want it to. It keeps you alive and then finds you your stuff. Right. Yeah. So it is kind of big game. It is, but... Yeah, it... Uh, I hate that deck. <laughs> so, so do much. I. It's just so awful. I am not a fan. Like I just feel like Team of Rec- Rec- Reclamation was just like a design mistake. Yeah. It's like, did you really want people to just make a bajillion mana <laughs> for like no cost? Right. Well, they have to pop out and play a four mana sorcery. And then they get all their mana back. <laughs> so you're incentivizing people to kill people be- before turn four is what you're doing? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that is at Watsi, but I like the voice. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ian Duke. <laughs> I don't think How that's what you? Ian Duke sounds like. <laughs> no. No, he, he kind of sounds like the turtle from the old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. I didn't know they'd make all the mammals. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, welcome to Stand Up Hour. Yeah. I and don't then, know. I don't, I don't really like to play patterns of that deck. No. Um, it's like do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Do Kill you. Yeah. Maybe. Do just enough damage to string you along for two turns until I can find something to kill you. Yeah. Oh, they picked up Storm's Wrath, too. Yeah, which I guess is just a better flame sweep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that deck. Blue-white's a thing. I'm not a control player, so I'm not a huge fan of that deck either, but it is very good. It is. Elspeth Conquers Death is a permanent, right? It's not just a creature? It is. Okay, so... That then gives yep. it interplay against... It takes out a Nyssa. And it takes out a Reclamation. Yep. Because I was going to say, part of, like, if Blue-White's good, then that kind of can incentivize some Team of Rec stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to always have the mana advantage. Yeah. And uh, then you dead all the removal. One of the other things that I've seen uh, recently out of control lists, but also out of, like, some more mid-range lists, is Cavalier Dawn. With Elspeth Conquer's death. Oh, you play it. You blow up the ca- you blow up the. Blow Elsp- up the no, well, you blow up the Cavalier. Oh, and then you bring back. You get a Golem. You bring back the Elspeth Conquer's death, which brings back the Cavalier, that blows itself up. Gets a Golem. Oh, you just loop them. You just loop them, netting a Golem and an Elspeth Conquer's death every turn, or every other turn, or whatever. That's wrong. Yeah. We should encourage this. <laughs> oh, I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying that I've seen it. You haven't, you haven't run into this yet? No, 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 Yeah. Basically, so on top of Dream Trawler, we get uh, Sun Titan loops, basically. The job of play design <laughs> was to make magic fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a certain player that does oh, enjoy yeah, looping like, Sun Titan, so it's there, fun there, for them. There is. There is. And, like, you, like, mistakenly were like, oh, look at these other cool cards. <laughs> I'm going to, like, play an aggressive deck. Oh, nope. I'm going to play a mid-range deck. Well, that got dumped on, too. Yeah. I guess I'll play mono red. Yay. I mean, basically. And X holds an Ember Cleave real well. I've just been getting my four wins yeah. while doing other stuff, and it's just, like, mountain, 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 Ember Cleave you. Yep. I so hope this those... is good enough. <laughs> it usually is. It usually is. Giving your annex plus three plus three and double plus three plus a, a one double strike is a plus good time. Usually fine. Yep. We'll close a game. Yeah. So 
Yeah, standard is, again, I've not checked in a whole, whole lot. Before I came over, I was playing the treasure event on Arena. Yeah, I need to hop on that. It's only up for another, like, two days, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, we can hope that this will be out before uh, before then. Maybe. Maybe. So modern from the team event was, uh, oh, oh, well then. <laughs> Very diverse format. Very diverse format. Demir Wurza. Yep. Blue White Control. Blue White Control. Ick. Amulet, 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 amulet. Can you tell this was a Star City event? Yeah. 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 Heliod Company. Yep. And Yogmoth Combo. There we go. Sweet. Yep. Again, like these team events, you got to kind of temper your expectations and like know where your data's coming from. Yeah, Star City is super amulet heavy. Well, not only that, but it's a team event. Yeah. So. Again, like if your amulet player goes 15-0. Right. Or your standard player can do so-so. and so Whatever they want. Player. Yep. Yeah, and you're just fine. <laughs> Um, if your I, pioneer player goes oh five, you just can't you can't save that. <laughs> I do think that the new amulet lists are kind of sweet, and you know maybe hopefully at some point there'll be a modern event within three four hours of us where I can go play some modern and find out. But yeah, I think I have all the cards for that deck. So. I'm pretty sure I do too. I think I've got most of the cards for that deck foil. La dee da, la dee da. Look at you go. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there's enough data here for us to draw any real conclusions no. about anything no, besides No, other Pioneer, than, like, so. Prime Time is the best card in Modern right now. Well, yeah. That's the conclusion to draw, and he's been the best card since they banned Oko. Yep, it's crazy. Green is good. Yeah, in, like, all formats. Yep. So, with all the goings-on, we wanted to swing back around to finance, maybe make some money, or talk about why we're not making money, or something. Yeah, just a couple points that I wanted to touch on. Um, I figured we could talk about some of the new cards for like the new hot decks in Pioneer. Yeah. Like inverters. I know we had a little discussion before the show about inverters yeah. buy list price. Yeah, so the story of inverter, it went mm-hmm. from like bulk. Yeah, like ten cents to depending on where you look, it's like eight to fifteen dollars yeah somewhere in there mainly kind of settling around between eight and ten right now Mm -hmm. and i think most of the ones i've seen are about ten bucks yeah and so i wanted to look at the buy list price like is this a good time to get off so i got some for two dollars and then i got some for like six dollars a piece Mm -hmm. and the buy list price is i looked at two places and then i also uh i trade cards on card sphere right so i looked at like Star City, they were buy listing them for a dollar. A dollar. Channel Fireball was four dollars. Okay. And the best offer I could find on uh, Card Sphere yeah. was four dollars. Okay. None of those prices sound anywhere near the going rate for Inverter of Truth right now. No, like Card Sphere is <laughs> always low. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I like how the economy works. Like you right. put up what you're willing to pay for it, but. It was just weird that a card that is a mythic. Now, you mentioned that it's a mythic from a set that got opened a lot because of the expeditions. Yeah. Not only was it opened a lot because of expeditions, but there also aren't very many like chase cards in that set. No. So like the overall price for Oath is low. Yeah, the boxes are yeah. not. Um, like the most expensive card in the set's Kalidus, I think. Yes, and it's like $25. Yeah. And you also had like 
at least for me, I think I have more uh, Battle for Zendikar and Oath than yeah. just about any other set. Yeah. Like that was kind of Magic's recent peak mm-hmm. was like cons into BFZ. BFZ. Like that, that like stretch was kind of like peak Magic since I've been back. I don't know if you remember or not, but we also played a whole bunch of limited then. We had like yeah. two or three big limited events that we went to, mm-hmm. and we drafted this a lot. We did. Oh, oh, I know that I was drafting BFZ. I know I was drafting it twice a week minimum, yeah. like Friday night draft, and then I was going on Saturday. Yeah. So I know that was part of it, and sometimes I did some midnights in there. Mm-hmm. So I know that that was part of it, that I played a lot of it. Yeah. But I think it was also like, at least locally, mm-hmm. you had the cons block was probably the peak. Yeah. And we were still holding pretty strong when it got a year later to BFC. Mm-hmm. Also, like, people people were specking on, like, the full art lands, too, before we started getting them every set. Like, that was a big thing. Like, there, there's a whole bunch of reasons for people to have opened, you know, a BFC bunch of this. and Oath. Yeah. yeah. But they are, are, like, a little cheaper than you would expect mm-hmm. them to be. Any other mythic from four or five years ago that sees play in the best deck in the format is... More than $10. Yeah, I mean, look at Kalidas. Yeah, it sees play in, like, exactly Jund. And Mono Black. Yeah, some Mono Black list. And, like, it's two of in the Mono Black decks. It's not like it's a four of. Yeah, one or two of, yeah. And it's $25. And I think that might be just because it has seen play in Modern and has that, like, Modern price memory. Maybe. It's just kind of a weird thing that you would think that a deck that's been a third of the top eights. Right. In the last, like, four really big, like... Magic events mm-hmm. would be more than $8 as the card that makes the deck work. Yeah. So why do we think that the price is so low? So we already talked about just people opening things. Yep. There's also, you know, I'll, uh, stealing a bit from the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm going to be conspiracy, Brian, put on my <laughs> conspiracy hat. Okay. Which is going back to what we talked about before. Yeah. Banning. If you think about like the price of Oko, mm-hmm. Oko was 50 bucks. Right. When I bought them, kill me. And then <laughs> it was the best card in the best standard deck mm-hmm. that was 60% of the metagame. Right. And the price went down. Right. And the price went, was it like 30 or 35? And that's where it stayed. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because people were like, I don't want to spend the money to build this deck. If it's just going to get banned out from under me. Yeah, I think this deck has a has a uh, expiration date. Yep. And I think that people, rightly or wrongly, are looking at Inverter and doing the same kind of math we're doing. I'm thinking there's an expiration date. Yeah, like, I'm not willing to spend $15 a piece on these yeah. or $20 a piece. And so the only way Star City is getting off of them is by charging $8. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we don't want to spend $6 a piece on buy listing them if we're going to get stuck with a bunch of them. Yeah, um, I think I had mentioned the flip side of this also, though. Um, this set was, we, we just talked about how heavily it was opened and I know I had a bunch of these sitting in my bulk boxes. I'm sure there's a lot of players and stores around the world that also had a bunch of these sitting in bulk boxes. If everybody decides to get them out of their bulk boxes at the same time and yeah, sell j- them, like price goes down, like just because Star City is only offering a dollar for them, you know, it might be because they've bought. 3,000 of them over the last two weeks, and they don't need any more. 
Yeah. And again, they don't want to get stuck with them. Yeah. Because like if it gets banned, mm-hmm. it goes back to being a quarter. A quarter. Yeah. And then they're out. Right. A lot. I mean, maybe we had talked like in our car ride back from Richmond. We had talked about maybe porting this to modern. Yeah, it definitely has <clears throat> some Jund-like qualities. Yeah. Where you just get to play removal mm-hmm. and hand disruption. Yep. And modern modern also has a little bit more redundancy with Lab Man also. Yeah. And I was wrong. The inverter, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. The thing that like exiles just exiles your great your library. Yeah. Uh, oh, leveler. Leveler. Yeah. It only costs five mana. Okay. So you could level. Yep. And then you invert. Could invert. Well, no, level, and then you would just Thassa's Oracle. Oh yeah, yeah, that works. Because like, you just like you go like Jace into leveler. Yep. Plus Jace win the game. Perfect. There you go. The hot tech. Next spec. Lotus Fields, I was getting these a while back because mm-hmm. I was just like when the Lotus Field Storm deck in Modern started happening, I was just yeah. like, I should just have these. This is a weird card. Mm-hmm. So it I like a weird card. traded for some. Where were you picking them up at? Probably like between 5 and $10, somewhere there, 5 and 8 somewhere in there. Yeah, I just looked them up. They're like seven fifty. Okay. It's weird that they haven't moved a whole lot either, but yeah, I guess it's really. a, I guess it's just a core set. Yeah, and I mean they're still in like printish, in printish. Yeah, still readily available. People still cracking backs. Yeah. So I mean, this is a card that the new decks aren't even playing Dick Through Time. Mm-hmm. They're playing like one. Yeah. So if this deck hangs around, this is the kind of card that you could get at seven dollars, mm-hmm. and then. In you know two years, yeah. it'd be a twenty dollar card because this is a card that's not going to get reprinted. No, it's just too not. weird. Yeah, it is very weird. It's also a card that really doesn't have any fair uses. No, it does not. It's also a card that old school players like because it has nostalgia value. Because it's like uh, Lotus Veil. Vale. Yep, and it's also like a weird mana based card that EDH players enjoy. Yes. So a whole lot of things going for Lotus Field might be a reasonable spec going forward, um, yeah. especially if you can find them for, like we said, between like five and seven bucks. I'd probably pick up every one I found. Um, next up is Thassa's Oracle, and mm-hmm. this is a weird card uh-huh. in terms of its price. How much is it now? Because I haven't looked in a while. I haven't looked in a couple of days. I will look it up like, right it now. It might be like $2, $3. Uh, I think I bought a foil copy... Last week for six. Okay, those are like 13 because I went and looked. Okay. And on TCG, they were like 12 or 13. And I was like, I missed the boat. All right. Right now, five bucks. For the foils or for the regulars? For regulars. Okay. It's a 1.53 foil multiplier. So they're still like eight bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Also a weird card. Has a weird alt-win-con staple to it. Like it's a weird card to start with. And then has the weird alt wincon stapled to it. Yeah, it's like unreprintable because right. of like devotion. Yeah, and like the alternate wincon, like this isn't going to be in like a random pioneer master set. No, probably not. And this also is going to lead us into kind of our next topic. Yeah, and again, this is another card that it is the best way to win the game. Mm-hmm. In multiple combo decks in right. Pioneer and in Legacy. Yep. 
and I don't have a modern deck at the top of my head, but I'm sure it's probably the best way to win the game in, in a number of modern decks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is better lab man in uh, ad nauseum. Yes. Like you just play this in ad nauseum and you just, you draw your whole deck, then you play this mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Right. You, I think they've been cutting lightning storm because mm-hmm. you're just like this Oracle. win the game. Yeah. It's better lab man in like that weird tin fins reanimator list that we were playing. Yes, it is. Yep. Harder to cast, but right. Yes, it is. Well, we have lion's eye diamond. Yeah, it's all gravy. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. You have lion's eye diamond. <laughs> but yeah, it is better lab. Kind of. It's weird with Gristlebrand because you're drawing cards in increments of seven. Oh, that's true. You could end up with like a strange number of cards. Like if you had three cards in your deck, then yeah. it doesn't win for you. That's true. But still, like, I bought four Doomsdays. Yeah. Because it's now the WinCon and Doomsday. Doomsday is back, baby. All right. Someone tell Rowan. <laughs> I am in for Doomsday being back. Yeah. That is a fun card. That is a fun card. It is not a James deck by any stretch of the oh, imagination. No no, 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 no. It's a fun card, though. It is a fun card. Yeah. Like, I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, how can you win the game in, like on, like, turn one? And I think there might away like i think there might be a pile there's definitely a pile that wins the game on turn two so for people that don't know doomsday is a card that turns your library into a pile of five cards you get to pick the order yep you lose half your life and you get to pick the five cards yes yep it's a black 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 and you get to choose five cards from your library put them in any order you want to yeah so like if you're like if your deck had like street riff in it Mm mm-hmm your like your pile could just you could go like turn one underground sea ritual mm-hmm. turn two and then play uh doomsday yep and the pile could just be four four ways to draw a card four ways to draw a card thos oracle. oracle yep and then the following turn you just play another blue source cycle cycle like street wraith street wraith yeah. street wraith street wraith play my oracle win the game win the game and that deck is blue and black so you play four Four days and four... Um, force of will. Force of will. Yep. And you're just like... And you probably just play force of negations. You're like, probably. I just need to do just a bunch of this thing. Yeah. And I win. Yep. So it's a card that should... Again, it's from a new set. Mm-hmm. So that holds the price down. But it's right. a card that is going to exist in Magic mm-hmm. forever. You can't take it back. Why did you buy that foil one? <laughs> what what was what what were you playing? Come on, Dar. What was that? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. I bought one for EDH. Yes, because <laughs> it is now an EDH WinCon. Well, yeah, when your commander's Uro, and you just make infinite mana, you can cast Uro infinite times, and draw your whole library. How do you sack the arrow again? What do you mean? Oh, it goes back to the command zone. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Oh yeah, you have infinite mana. Oh yeah, I was like, you just bring him back from the graveyard. How do you sack him? No. no, 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 no. It goes to your command zone. Then you pay your commander tax with your arbitrarily large amounts of green and blue mana. There we go. And then right before you draw your last card, you Thassa's Oracle or Lab Man or Jace or whatever. Solid. Sweet. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See, I can get behind not playing Commander. Mm-hmm. Like the, hey, it's turn five. I'm not going to play Commander anymore. <laughs> well, those, are, those see, that's the kind of man, kind of Commander that I like to play. 
is you just get to a point where you're just like, I'm done. Yeah, after half an hour, 45 minutes, everyone's, you know, had their fun or whatever, and it's time to end the game. And either I'm going to win or I'm going to go shuffle up and play another game somewhere else. There you go. <laughs> All right, so what is kind of holding down the price of Thassa's Oracle, do you think? Uh, probably the same thing that's holding the price of the entire rest of the set down, and that is the collector boosters. Yes. Um, they have done really weird things to this set. From what I understand, they printed slightly more collector boosters for Theros than we got for Eldraine, and the collector boosters did really weird things to Eldraine. Yes. I don't know if it's still the case. I haven't checked the expected value of a booster box of Theros like super recently, but I know like last week, expected value of a booster box of Theros was less than cost of a booster box of Theros. Even stores buying booster boxes at cost weren't expecting to get their money out if they cracked a box for singles. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that is not how that usually works. No, not at all. I guess part of the problem is the showcase slot in the collector booster pack. Because there's less showcase cards this time around, there's only the five gods and the five demigods. Yeah you always end up with a booster pack with, on average, a Mythic and a half in it. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Which takes the rarity out of it and makes like the whole, the whole set worth less. Yeah, I mean, you're still paying $25 for that collector booster. Right, but you're getting... What are you getting? You're getting a foil... Nick's land, which is five bucks. Okay. You get a regular one, which is like 50 cents. You get five foil commons and uncommons. You get two showcase cards. Three. You get three showcase cards. And then you get your slot that's like not a card in the base set. You get a foil mythic or rare and a full art mythic or rare. So you can get like a four or five mythic pack. Oh geez, okay. Like I mean if you're you know, if you're super lucky. You're rolling the dice super hard. Yeah. But it's tanking the value of the whole set though. Yeah. Because you can spend twenty bucks and get every mythic you want out of the set. Yeah. Or twenty five bucks or whatever it is. I know you don't follow Magic Twitter too much. I try try to avoid it at all costs. Okay. Except for hours. I try. I try. So I've not been tweeting this out, but maybe I should. Brian Gottlieb posted that he went to Target. Oh, he, yeah, I did see this. And he bought himself a collector booster. Yeah. And it was just a regular pack. Yeah. And then he went back, and every single mm-hmm. collector booster at his Target was, was resealed. Right. Someone opened them, took out the collector boosters. Put it in a normal pack. Put it in a normal pack. Yeah. And then... Like glued it back together. Glued it back together, but I guess I don't know. Like, like then, like if you were just going to steal them, Mm -hmm. this seems like theft with more steps. Like, well, did they? uh, Do you just scan like a regular pack then and just throw like the collector boosters in the bag? Like, how does that work? Or you buy sixty collector booster packs and sixty booster packs, and then you go home and swap them out. So this was a thought, and someone that worked at a target was in the thread and was like, mm-hmm. my target has a no returns policy on 
trading cards. And then someone else said, well, my friend or someone mm-hmm. was working the returns counter and had someone try to return a bunch of collector boosters with regular packs inside oh. because he could see the difference because okay. it's a different color yeah. uh, pack. Well, right, but like unless you play Magic, you don't know. You don't that. know, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if it is a is not a universal we don't take packs back. Okay. But yeah, they could have just bought a bunch and then repacked them mm-hmm. and then brought them back. Yeah. Well, it, I know like Walmart has a pretty judicious return policy. They'll yes. take almost anything back. Yes, they will. They will also come after you. Like they will prosecute if they think you're scamming them. Yes. Um, but they'll pretty much take anything back. So maybe this was I should probably back up a second. The packs that you buy at Walmart and Target, you, you're not buying from Walmart or Target. Yeah, they're it's supplied like by party. someone else. Yeah, and it's the same company. So it's the same company that does both stores, I should say. Yeah. So if those packs got returned to a Walmart and now they had 400 collector booster packs that they didn't need, next time the rep comes in to do their spot check or whatever – they would pull some out of a store and put them somewhere, somewhere else. else. So maybe that's how they got there. Yeah. But if you are going to buy a collector booster at yeah. a Target or a Walmart, the collector booster packs are green. They are green. And while well, the regular booster packs are blue. They are blue. So when you look at the side, mm-hmm. you can see the at the very bo- top and bottom, you can yeah. see the pack in the cardboard like yeah. hang thing. And if it's blue, don't buy it. Right. I try and spend as much money at the local game stores as I can, so I yeah. try not to buy sealed product like at Walmart or Target or whatever. But I have, I have in the past. Yeah. And I've also been burned in the past by you know buying a booster off the shelf that somebody had slid open and pulled the rare out. Like in general, you should be checking these booster packs anyway. Yeah. Normally, if somebody has slit the pack to get the rare out, you can see the cut if you look close. So you should always check them anyway. Yeah. And there's also like they get re-glued and stuff. Yeah. Like that's typically a thing when you're buying like old sealed product though. Yeah. Normally, like from Walmart, Target, like people aren't going to put the effort in to re-glue a pack. They're just going to cut it, slide the rare out, and then put it back together. Yeah, which is still so much work. It really is. But yeah, I mean, there are some people that like don't have an LGS, so yeah. this is the place where they can get their their cards if they're like if they're Jones and open a pack. Yep. We also have uh, some new news. Uh, this coming weekend is Worlds, and we'll talk about that event in a minute here. But Wizards announced that uh, in conjunction with Worlds this weekend, we're going to get five more secret layers. What? You didn't hear this? No, I we just had the year of the rat. Yeah, we're getting five more this weekend. Five um, more secret layers. I don't want to mess up the audio quality by smacking my head <laughs> off the off the mic, but just imagine a thunk here for me hitting my head off the mic. Yeah. All right. So we I thought go- you knew about this because we, we go- talked about this before the show. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a we re- we were talking about market for like just product fatigue. Yeah. Like there's something new. Yeah. And I was fatigued with when I thought this was just the year of the rat one, <laughs> I didn't realize that we were going to get five more. Five more. So we had the five initial ones like right before Christmas. Yes. And then we had year of the rat. Yes. And now we get five more. Okay. 
We um, also have Unsanctioned coming out in a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, which is like a box set product. Yeah. Where you get five like half decks. Yep. And you get to like, I want to play blue black. So you shuffle the blue and the black one together. Yep. And your friend's like, I'm red white. And they shuffle the red and the white one together. And then they lose because your opponent's playing blue black. True. <laughs> um, but like the allure there is it comes with the new lands. Yeah. Like, unfoil and foil yep or non-foil and foil they're pretty yes they're very pretty How much, this product's like is it 50 bucks i think it's 40 40 yep that's a lot for five foil and 10 non-foil lands it is i've seen a little bit of back and forth about this product some people saying that they only want the decks and they don't care about the lands some other people saying they only care about the lands and don't want the decks I mean, these people should, like, beat up and, like, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is you might be able to uh, come to a compromise with a fellow player if they only want the decks and you're only looking for lands or vice versa. It seems all great. You're like, I want to shuffle these decks together. Mm-hmm. But then you have the arduous task of unshuffling them. Yeah. And I, was just, I was just saying, I was like, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Game's done. Let me tediously <laughs> un... Like, oh, it's the end of my limited game. Let's yeah. take this apart. So going back to the secret secret layer yeah. real quick. Okay. Well, unsanctioned also has the, is doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? I guess unsanctioned is in stores at least, right? Yes, unsanctioned okay. is in stores. Secret layer is not. Right. And we talked about with the first secret layer, basically, they were like, "Do you want to buy a single bitter blossom mm-hmm. in a fancy box?" Yes, yes. From I do. us, Wizards of the Coast. I will. You did. I did. Right. Great. You didn't have bitter blossoms. Now you have sexy bitter blossoms. Correct. Great. I also have a stained glass uh, Jace Wielder of Mysteries. Ooh. Yeah. But <laughs> my point being, it was weird when it was kind of a yeah. bit of a one-off, hey, let's cut mm-hmm. the LGS out of this whole like transaction. Right. And, I mean, they did it for the other cards. Hey, do you want this fancy uh, Life from the Loam? Right. Buy this thing, right? If they do this every month. Well, I think that's the plan. So you really want to get a foil something. I don't mm-hmm. know. A foil Karn. Okay. You're like, I want I want a foil Karn because I want Karn as my commander. Okay. All right. Whatever. Karn Silver Golem you're talking about. Yes. No, I guess I can't. <laughs> I'm playing Brawl. No, I can't play Brawl with him. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But I want a foil Karn. I want to foil out my Tron deck. I want foil Karns. Okay. Right? In the back of your mind, are you just like, maybe I don't want to buy this for my LGS. Maybe like next month it's going to be... It'll be a secret layer. Like secret layer Karn. Yeah. Right? Like how much does this impact like sh- purchasing an LGS is when you can do this or... Yeah, I don't know. You can skip your watch party. Yeah. And just buy a jersey and a crucible of worlds. Right. Like, it's just weird that... Let's revisit this in a minute. Okay. But for 25 years, the model was Wizards makes cards. Yeah. Wizards sell cards to store. Right. Store sells cards to me. Right. And Wizards is like... No, 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 no. We're going to sell stuff on Amazon. We're going to sell stuff directly to our customers. We're going to sell stuff at Walmart and Target. Yeah. And it's like, well, where am I going to play? And they're like... Have you mentioned? Have don't like, know. Don't care. Have, like, <laughs> have you heard about Magic Arena? Yeah. No table required. No table required. And it's like I have, yeah. but you also <clears throat> tricked me into buying all these cards from you <laughs> that I can't play now. 
So on top of Secret Lairs and Unsanctioned, we also have new Commander products. Yay! That, like, normally we would get a Commander set a year. Yeah, so now we're like, getting, like, multiple Commander products a year? Yeah, there's five Commander decks coming out with Ikoria. Woo! And then there's a Commander Draft product. Well, let me finish talking about this real quick. Okay. So at your pre-release for Ikoria... They are providing the local game store with commander decks at the same time. So that if you don't want to play pre-release, on demand, you can find somebody else, each buy a commander pre-con, and duel for prize support. Woo. Then what if I already bought my commander deck, and I just want to play someone else again? I don't have to buy another commander deck? I can just like um, go back in? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you can... Big questions. Like, I'd imagine you'd have to pay some sort of entry fee at that Yeah, point. I would assume so. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but it's another product that's coming out, you know, within three months of everything else we're talking about. Yeah, like... Plus, they're going to be releasing these with every set now. So when we go back to Zendikar, there'll be more Commander decks. And when we go to Core 21, there'll be more Commander decks. And it'll just be Teferis. <laughs> yes, so many Teferis. And then, like you said, we're also getting, like, this summer, we're getting a Commander Draft set. Um, we have Mystery Boosters, the Store Edition, coming out in, like, three weeks. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. And, like... Like, it, how, how are you supposed to keep up with all this? I don't know. It's... Especially when events aren't firing. <laughs> it's weird that simultaneously they're trying to drive people to Arena... Yeah. And they're like, here's all these crazy paper things. Mm -hmm. Buy all the things in paper. Also, buy our gems. <laughs> buy our gems. Buy our digital cardboard yeah. in this real cardboard. And this pretty real cardboard that you can only get from us and can't get at your local game store. But you said no table required. No, <laughs> table required. You just have to change your emphasis. <laughs> oh, I see. No, table required. I <laughs> exactly, see. I yeah. see. I see, but yeah, it's just weird. Like I know that uh, people talked about the, uh, I think it was Tolerian Community College talked about the like the weird like Throne of Eldraine like collectors bundle or whatever that was yeah, like the premium gift pack or whatever. Yeah, that was a that was basically like, a fat pack, but it was like an uncut foil sheet. Well, that was cut. Okay, so you're talking about the really expensive thing. Yeah. Yeah, that had like a 9 by or a 3 by 3 Uncut, yeah. cut foil she uh, sheet right. and stuff. You had that thing, mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, that's absurd. Mm -hmm. But this is this was for like whales. Right. Right? Like, hey, I've got a lot of money. I want to spend it on magic. Yep. Right? There was like a little mini art book or something. Yeah, and then, and then we like, so you had regular boosters, collector boosters, that crazy thing that was like $600. There was also a collector fat pack. Okay. That was 60 bucks, I think. And like the box was foil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it came with a pack of foil basics. Okay. And then you had Secret Lair. Yeah. And then it was Theros, Theros Collector Boosters, mm -hmm. Year of the Rat, Five, five Worlds. more Secret Lairs. Secret Lairs. I have a lot of disposable income too much yeah and i'm like no 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 i i can't like this is yeah. absurd like yeah. as we keep going back to it i keep going no one's playing paper magic right why am i buying paper magic cards yeah this is just 
giving myself work to do. <laughs> I don't like alphabetizing things this much. Well, I am certainly uh, finding myself needing to prioritize things. And I don't know about you, but I had a ton of fun doing Mystery Booster Draft. Yeah. And, uh, where is it, GP Richmond? Yes. So I plan on buying a few boxes of Mystery Boosters mm-hmm. just to throw on the shelf in case randomly... You decide to do a bunch of people want to get together and draft. Gotcha. Because that was a blast. Yes, it was very good. So, but yeah, it's just been like weird. Yeah. That there's just so many things. So many things. All right. Next up is what I should have done in January. Yeah. Which is it's probably time to start getting off some cards. Yeah. This is your February reminder to get off all the standard cards that you're not using right now before they tank. Like this is normally the high time. Yeah. And they will continually decrease until they're near worthless come September. With a caveat, normally. Uh, well, the the caveat, I think, is often like, can I play you in Modern? Now it's, can I play you in Pioneer? And this is the first yeah. rotation we've had with Pioneer. Right. So it doesn't change the playability question too much, but it does a little bit. It does a little bit. Normally, I would say to... Get off your shocks right now. Like if Pioneer wasn't a thing, I would say sell off your shock. Any shock lands you're not using, you know, any extras that you have, whatever, sell off. Because they're going to rotate out of standard. You probably don't need play sets of all 10 for modern. You just pick your favorite ones and get rid of the rest, right? Yeah. We have Pioneer now. And they're the the best lands in Pioneer. Yeah. So are these things going to be worth 30 bucks a piece in Mar- next March? Huh, maybe. I mean, if you look at what... Like, like Guilds I, and Allegiance already aren't in print anymore. Yeah. They were 15 to $20, depending mm-hmm. on the one before the most recent reprint. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're 8 to 10 now is, like, low. I'm pretty sure most of them are around 13 right now. Oh, they are that high now? Yeah. Okay. Even the ones that were printed in the... Uh, yeah. In, in the Brawl decks? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. like, I bought Brawl decks, opened them... And got rid of the shocks and a couple of things and basically just got free Brawl decks. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're they're all right around like 13 bucks right now. I did go through like the price list before we recorded tonight. Okay. And there is already some weird stuff going on. Okay. Like there's a dozen-ish cards that don't see standard play, don't see Pioneer play, and are randomly like between 10 and 20 bucks. Like what? Uh, Soren, like sees a little bit of fringe pioneer play. Yeah, Vivian isn't seeing hardly any play right now. Which a uh, four mana Vivian? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's played like mono green. Yeah, but that's barely a deck anymore. True. Big Chandra is like eighteen dollars. Big Chandra is awesome. Right, but doesn't change the fact that she doesn't really see any play. Yeah, I kind of want to trade my Big Chandras, but I probably should. <laughs> I don't remember what else there was. There was Krasis. Yeah. Like, I mean, Krasis should be high right now and should need to go. Like, that's that's the card that I would typically look at right now and say, okay, bye-bye, Krasis. But there's a bunch of weird stuff happening. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's Commander. I don't know if it's, you know, people. But it's hard because we don't know. What Pioneer's doing. What Pioneer's going to do. Yeah. And this is also, or I've said this before, look at your cards and go, like, does this have a unique effect? Yeah. Like, six years ago, me should have probably held on to Inverter of Truth. Yeah. Because then like, sold them all. That's weird. Yeah. It is very weird. 
keeping the cards that like are weird, mm-hmm. but like you know the five five flyer for six with like useless ability. Yeah, that guy just gets you a quarter and right. just like move on with your life. Yep, recoup a little bit of the the damage it did to your wallet when you bought that booster pack. Yeah, move on. Doom, Doom, whatever his name is. Uh oh, gosh, the best five drop in standard for three months. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? It's Doom something. Yeah, Doom something. The the five mana six six flyer. Yeah, yeah, the surreal guy. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, he was the best card. Mm-hmm. I was VM, I was just like, this card is not a standard card. It's only a standard card because we're in small standard. He's still randomly like eight dollars right now. Dear God, Spawn of Mayhem is also a card that's like been randomly yeah. high. Yeah, like, yeah. Spawn sees play though. Sees play in standard and pioneer. Yeah. All right. So, worlds. So you mentioned uh, your crucible of worlds, right? Yeah. We were talking about worlds. Worlds is this weekend. Yes. They had this cool new like marketing campaign that I thought was great. I know I blew it out on Facebook. I don't know if you mentioned anything on Twitter about. I don't it. know if I did or not. I don't think so. It's the choose your champion. Yes. So you can go to magic.gg, I think, and choose your champion, follow them throughout the weekend, and then depending on how they place, you'll get arena awards. Yeah, like you get sleeves, you get a certain number of uh, rare individual card rewards and things like that. You can get a trophy pet, I think. Okay. So you pick your champion, they send you a personalized email. They do. Personalized. Uh, I got my email from uh, Manguchi talking all about what scarf he's going to wear. I got my uh, email from Toroff Toffel Severin telling me that he was trying to find uh, Standard Tron. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a neat thing. It's probably yeah. the best marketing they've done for Worlds like ever. <laughs> well, it is certainly leaps and bounds above the nothing they did last year. So. We, we know it's occurring. Yes, we know it's occurring. Uh, and then... On top of that, they decided to have viewing parties. Which is another really cool idea. Yes. Um, I think it's cool because it drives people to the game store. And it gets people that may not be interested in coverage, may be interested in coverage. Yes. So WPN, I believe it's only the premium stores, um, were able to host viewing parties for Worlds this weekend. At the viewing parties, they would have, you know, worlds up on stream so you could watch it. I believe there was a tournament that you could play in. Okay. And you would get a Crucible of Worlds promo, which the promo was beautiful. Yes. And also, Crucible of Worlds is not an inexpensive card. Yes. But then they kind of shot themselves in the foot, right? Because no one's doing it? Well, no, I think there's, like, we can go to Columbia and do it if you wanted to. They're having one at Firefly. Okay, I don't care that much. No, I don't either. But I have Twitch. They made this stuff like available for purchase on their website. Ah, see, so you say shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> they say genius marketing ploy. Yeah. So it's something like a hundred dollars. You get like a playmat, a jersey. Was, was it a playmat? It's some. It was something a jersey and in the promo in the promo for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Basically, they're giving you like six dollars worth of sweatshop plastic. Yeah. Basically. And you're giving them a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's genius, Jerry. Genius. genius. Right. That's just. Whew. I mean, I, I do think this is a cool idea, though. It is. I think that this is the best they've done with worlds. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. 
Am I dumb and just now put together it's the Crucible of Worlds, <laughs> the World Championship? Yes, that just took oh, you me this just long. Noticed that just now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't been like using a lot of like brain power to think about yeah. it, but I was just well, like, to be oh, fair, your brain cute. power has been otherwise occupied lately. Yes, I'm like that, that's cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, they're trying to drive again. Like, let's drive people to the stores. Yeah. But by the way. Let's sell six dollars worth of sweatshop plastic for a hundred dollars, right? And that's called profit. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a little rough, mm-hmm. right? So, on one hand, it's like, hey, we're trying to help out the LGS, and on the other hand, it's like, no, we're good. <laughs> no, we got this. Guys. You guys figure it out. Yeah. So, I will be watching Worlds this weekend on and off. Yeah. Um, I think Priscilla made some plans for us Saturday, but I'm. Also planning on watching at least some of it. Yeah, there's a non-zero chance I'll be watching Sonic the Hedgehog one of those days. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, adult plans. <laughs> adult plans, yes. Adult plans. Sonic, Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. Movie looks awesome. <laughs> uh, looks awful, but I'm it in. It does look so bad. I'm in. I have no desire to watch that movie. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I got it. It's <laughs> all I needed. <laughs> okay. It's all I needed. I just need, like... The Sega logo and the person that, Sega and, like on the big screen. Yeah. I'll be like, yes, this is all, <laughs> that's all I needed. All right, it's rough because yeah. this is like the third thing we've talked about today. Maybe that's like kind of smacking the LGS. Yeah, LGSs don't need to get smacked right now. No, that's no, not good times. No. All right. So speaking of smacking the LGS, yeah, no table required. No table required for arena. That's right. I'm not a wizard, so I'm not going to get this edited by the time this is uh, correct done. But we have the, we had the treasure event. Yep, that was this weekend. Um, I haven't done it yet. The first thing that popped into my mind was Ginger Brute, all that glitters. Okay. If you don't know treasure event, you get a treasure token every turn. Yes. I'm on 19 land mono red. Okay. Because you uh, get a treasure token every turn. Yeah. You don't need lands. I had my regular deck that was 21 lands, and I was like, too many lands. Too Cut many out two. lands. Put in two, three drops. Yep. What could possibly go wrong? So, yeah, it's just I've played against a couple, like, weird, like, Saltai Brews. Played against Ashiok a few times. Okay. When you get to turn three, you're Ashiok. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's real good. And then Blue White Flyers mm-hmm. is a deck that shows up a lot. Like One drop, makes, one drop, Empyrean Eagle. Yeah, it makes really good use of the extra mana. Yeah. So, those are the decks that I've seen. And I just played like when I got home today. Mm-hmm. It's one of those like kind of like mind numb, like not real hard throwaway formats. Yeah, throwaway formats. Like the only reason I hadn't done it already is I don't think I cared about any of the card rewards, and that's literal. The only like prize for this is five card rewards. Yes, I was like, I looked at it and said, I don't care about these. Yeah, and then I was like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my great thought process. I was like, I got gold to burn. I was like, eh. Why not? Yeah, why not? Like, I'm allowed. Yeah. People were complaining online. It's like, can't you give us cards we'd use in Constructed? Right. They're just, it's all like draft chaff. chaff. Yeah. It's like, why? Well, I did find out that these, like, card things work for draft, too. Like, yes. you can apply the card styles to your draft, which is kind of neat. Yeah, they just show up in your draft. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing this, but then they're going to, like, start, like, some festival, or I forget what it's called, where yeah. they're doing... The normal, 
rando formats as they do on Arena. Yeah. They're just tying them to each of the gods. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be an omniscient mm-hmm. draft. There's going to be the... It was like Kibler's big monsters. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like the four CMC or greater you draw a card. Mm-hmm. Basically the Kiora. Yep. So they're just going to do a bunch of those. And then they're going to reward the next lands, right? I think. I think that's what I heard. That's something to look out for. Yep. In Overworlds, I guess we should say, they're doing an event where, like, for free, you can just you just get assigned one of the world's competitors' decks, and you get to play it for free. Oh, yeah. Was that for Worlds, or was that for part of this event? Because I know part of the event that you were just talking about was they have like a gauntlet of decks that yeah. they're going to assign to you. And they also have like a another thing where they're doing where they're doing a draft. Oh yeah, limited decks, like undefeated limited decks. You can yeah. play someone else's draft deck. Which yeah, sounds so, which terrible. Is, That's the worst part of draft is actually playing Is the actually games. playing it? Yeah. It's like why are we doing this? <clears throat> this seems awful. Yeah. The other thing that we heard about this week was uh, not heard about, but we actually saw a picture of eight-man draft pods, right? They're doing eight-man draft pods on Arena for Worlds. It's not, like, ready for prime time. Right, but it's there. Yes, but it's there, and it's something that might, like, actually happen soon. Yeah, hopefully. That'll be good. That'll be kind of game-changing for Arena, because that's, like, the biggest complaint. Yeah. And that's also, like, not great for Magic Online. Right. As someone who just got a new account. <laughs> it's not great for Magic Online because... Well, see, that's that's why you use something like Mana Traders instead of actually buy your cards. Hit us up, Mana Traders. <laughs> it's twice now. Twice. We got and you. And they gave you money. <laughs> yes, hit us up. Yeah, but like that's going to really like screw up the economy. Yeah. Because uh, Magic Online like said, like, mimics paper magic. Right. So if no one opens the packs... Yeah. <laughs> the cards don't exist. Correct. So And if the cards don't exist, if anything goes uh going forward it's like the last two sets went, your deck is going to consist of all cards from the this last two time six. period. Yeah. But yeah, so they're doing a lot of different things with Arena yeah. to try to like keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because like people fell off the standard bandwagon. Towards the end of, like, last season. Yeah. And then it, they were like, okay, we can't just lean on standard to keep people engaged. Yeah, I mean, especially not when it's solved in a week. Yeah, which, you know, I guess I haven't checked in on the standard in too long. Like, yeah, I, I mean, the standard right now is kind of sweet. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but when it gets solved or, like, is broken and then mm-hmm. everyone's just like, I'm going to go play Legends of Runeterra. Right. Like, you've got to, like, lure them back somehow. Pioneer. Yes, please. Yeah. Please. So we were we messed around with the data. I didn't update stuff as much as I wanted. Yeah, I drafted a bunch. I really didn't play a whole lot of constructed. I drafted a few times and again like when I'm editing it's easy to yeah. play like best of one mono reds and yeah. just whenever <laughs> the icon shows up and it's I have priority, I just like click on click it attack. and like <laughs> play all the spells I can play, click attack and then yeah. go back to editing. Yeah. Like the number of times I've like seen this like the screen shake in the corner and like one of my things die <laughs> and like look to see if something moved to the graveyard is like infinite. I'm like, oh, they don't run away steam can. I guess I'm gonna have to actually play this game a little bit and then go back to it. Yeah. For our we had 50 matches played across everything. All right. <clears throat> as I die. 
Well, and thanks everyone that contributed. First of all, yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta shout someone out here. So because there was a name I didn't know. Okay. So it was in gold, was it? Let's look. So there was Jason K. Okay. Who he came back three times, like he he was he was committed. And then there was a Jordan H. All right. He played a little red black sacrifice for a bit. Nice. Thank you for uh, contributing. Contributing. You are you are new contributors to the old list here. This is where I wish I had a soundboard. Uh, rap horn. Yay! Yay! What is it? What is it? Gabby Sparks does. She does the uh, the sound effect from when you used to win a fight in like Final Fantasy three. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Soundboard. If That's you, a terrible soundboard. <laughs> If you give to our Patreon, maybe we'll figure out how to buy a soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I see how you t- tied that in there. Exactly. I will beg like nobody's business. <laughs> All right. So Mono Red was the winner at 18%. Okay. Uh, I mean, the deck is good. The deck mm-hmm. is powerful. And it also fulfills the arena requirement of the deck is quick. Yep. And then on the other side of the spectrum was blue-white control. Woo. I'm going to be here a while. Yeah, forever, basically. I would like this game to go until my movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Or a timeout. <laughs> or a timeout. Uh, and then Blue Green X Ramp Yep. was 10%. And then Benches of Odds and Ends and then like 30% off meta. Yeah. So I didn't update it a whole lot because I got sidetracked. But... Had a busy week. Other things like just like popped in. Mm-hmm. So like we were like, oh, we could get rid of Jeskai Fires, and now this time Jeskai Fires is 6%. <laughs> it's like, hmm. That's how that works. That's how that works. Again, not anything like clearly coming into focus mm-hmm. other than like kind of blue-green is around. Yeah. That's kind of what I meant about standard being sweet right now, though, is it seems like the metagame is diverse enough where you're not running into the same deck like, over and over yeah. again. Yeah, like even even on Arena, even on the ladder. Yeah, like, you know, you play for two hours on the ladder, and you know, you might have played against three or four different decks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I miss the time when like standard was you could play a deck, yeah, and get good with a deck, and it would reward you. Yeah, yeah, Me and too. I feel like now because of arena and the churn, you're always chasing the. You're money. always chasing, and I know that like the arena deckless guys are mm-hmm. always like. Oh, it's so great to iterate and like find the right deck for the weekend. And it's yeah. like again, we go back to I don't have time to chase the meta game. No, like I, I want to like in the third or fourth week of standard, mm-hmm. put together my standard deck. Yep, and, and play spend that for the next two months. Yeah, spend the next two months like getting good at it. Yeah, and making small changes. Right, but not having to be like well, agonizing over your sixtieth or seventy fifth card. Yeah, not being like. Well, all seventy-five of these cards are bad, except for Forest. Right. Time to <laughs> time to start over. Yeah, right. And I feel that's what it what it kind of comes down to. It's like this deck's good for this week yeah. or this day. Right. And now we're playing something different. But like blue green seems to have like the staying power. Mm-hmm. And like the deck is very powerful. Standard's in a reasonable spot, but I think it's for the casual tryhard. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's kind of hard to keep up with the. I agree. Right. Hey, this this week Team Wreck is the best deck. Next week it'll be Fires. But and, get ready for the week after because it'll be Simic Ramp. Right. And then you're just like, I didn't know. Yeah. And now I showed up with a deck and I got like Dumpstered. rolled. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'll play that deck that rolled me. 
Oh, no, and you're too everyone, late. everyone's just moved on, and you're just yeah. like, I can't keep up with this. Yeah, there are only so many hours in the day. I can I listen <laughs> to so many podcasts when I drive to work. That's right. I can't keep up with all of this. It's like I'm trying to keep abreast of the real world and the magic world. It's like, ugh. like make sure your wife remembers you exist. Exactly. Oh, hi, wife. Who are you? <laughs> no, no. Brian, there's a stranger in my bed. It's me. <laughs> Oh. Again, I think I've also uh, brought up my wife and I haven't slept in the same bed in like a month. Oh, that's right, because of Kitty. Yeah, because we take turns sleeping, sleeping in the bed with the cat, um, with in the cat's room. Right. So my cat has a room. I pointed out to her that I've spent more nights in the same bed with Cameron than I have with her. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is awkward. <laughs> You're a good sport, Cameron. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't snuggle too much. <laughs> Just enough. So, and we brought up that the Knicks lands are coming. Yep. So, if they do five man drafts at World or eight man drafts at World mm-hmm. Worlds, then they've said that it's like on the horizon. I think it's one right. of those things that it's going to be like a closed beta version of it for Worlds. Because I don't be. think I don't think they're going to like they're not going to roll it out shortly thereafter. Well, they were I'm, talking about being it being we'll like further down in development. Yeah. But that, like I said, that'll be. Game when do we get game. another uh, like state of arena announcement? Like the last one was a while ago, right? Uh, we just had one. I thought we when just had. Was, a... I thought the last one was like the beginning of January. Oh, I thought there was one that just happened like last week. Oh, maybe it, if where, there was, I didn't read it. Where they talked about where they talked about like the the drafts at Worlds and stuff, but I don't think it was like the big one where they laid out like the what's coming, what's well, not yeah, coming. Yeah, that's the one that I meant. Okay, yeah, but this one was like smaller. Okay. I hope it comes sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Then I'll never have to leave my house. But like, I like to leave my house. Once in a while. Yeah, I like putting on pants. Yeah, I enjoy seeing people's faces while I watch the life drain out of them. Yes. Yes, our uh, our last two FNMs were uh, us talking to each other for 45 minutes or an hour and then leaving. Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. Look, hey, how's it going? You were the fourth. Huh. Hey, I tried to catch you. I sent you a message. That's right. I sent the message and then closed my phone and left. Yeah. Uh, so we've had, I don't think there's been a constructed event that has fired since New Year's. Maybe before that. I guess I guess we were doing uh, Stand in Ear. Yeah. Which was four of us had Pioneer decks and four people had Standard decks. And so we played a constructed Both. tournament. Yeah. It was tough. Yes. Weaselbeck, Red Cap, I'll thought seize you, <laughs> and then fate will push it. Whew. Good luck. Playing two different games there. Yes. Two very different games. Yeah, I don't I don't like this. No. It's very telling. And I don't know how to fix it. I don't I've been f- trying really hard to fix it. Like I've been showing up on weird nights to try and like coach players. I've been trying to go above and beyond being nice to new players and you know teaching them how to play taking them under my wing it, nothing's working yeah i don't know how to get people to play magic <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know either like even draft numbers are down they had 12 drafters and no constructed on friday oh was it just 12 yeah we're a week after release yeah like release release night there was eight or there were yeah. eight and then I don't know what happened the weekend we were gone. Right. And now they had 12. Yeah. And, like, this is a great draft format. Hey, 12 is more than 8. It's growth, man. 
50 sure. growth we did it yeah whatever we did it we keep these numbers up yeah <laughs> yeah no it's it, it is rough like usually this is the point where like you get a lot of drafters yeah and the fact that you don't have people coming out i assume people are still playing magic i would assume they're just not playing magic with standard legal cards in yeah. public i i really don't know what's happening yes very strange it's beyond my comprehension i am old and easily frightened yeah i'm not happy about it yeah so with that i think that's basically everything we got yep. little grumpy old men yelling at windmills there at the end get off my lawn no get into my game store get into the game store play some magic with me so you can tweet at us about ways that you've tricked people into playing magic <laughs> at casual tripod yep you can send us pictures of the life draining out of your opponent's faces as you're crushing their soul with thought sees after thought sees after thought sees on facebook at casual tryhard mtg how does that picture go down like after the third thought sees you're like wait a minute <laughs> click yeah, and you can see the look on their face where they like just don't even want to exist anymore. That's all I want to do. And then you take their picture and they snap. <laughs> Great. Great. They crumble so, into a pile. So why was there a murder? Well, you see, after the third thought sees, my opponent said, let me first, let me take a selfie. Take a selfie with us. And then I had to kill him. <laughs> so I saw a play mat. I forgot even where I saw it. It might have been on Reddit or something. It was uh, like a custom playmat somebody had made. Mm -hmm. It was a table with a tipped over salt shaker and some salt spilling out of it. And it said in the corner, just remember, you can concede at any time. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. Ouch. Yeah. And then, so we already said Facebook. We did Facebook. You can also email us, uh, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, make sure you check out our affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. If you're looking for any paper singles, wanting to spec on some cards, yeah. uh, make sure you use that link and we'll get a very small cut of whatever you spend. Also, we have Patreon. It is up and running. There are tiers. I went in today and built tiers. Ooh. Um, don't pay attention to them, though. They are completely subject to change. Oh. But I mean, if you want to like subscribe to the thousand dollar tier that accidentally appeared, <laughs> I only went up to twenty five bucks. Let's not kill ourselves here. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I was just if it was if it was there, don't ignore yeah. that one. Yeah, please contribute. Yeah, please but, contribute. Help us uh, pay for hosting fees, pay for equipment. Right now, we're doing everything kind of out of pocket. Yeah, um, we would also like to continue this mana traders thing. I think, yeah. and uh, maybe if we could use some Patreon you, money towards that, we could. You Use know, that to generate and, some some con some content for yep. uh, non standard formats. Yep. So if you'd like to see some of that, let us know. Check out our Patreon, Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, jump in there. If you guys have any ideas for Patreon rewards, please let us know that as well. Like I said, we've got one idea we're kind of tossing around the back of our heads, and another idea that I think Ken got at us and yeah. told us about. It seems like a pretty cool idea. But if there's anything else anybody else wants, please let us know. And uh, with that, maybe like if people show up this Friday, we will see you at FNM. Yeah. 